who you are, it's who you are, it's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am, you're a good, good father. It's who you are, it's who you are, it's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. You're so perfect. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are. You are perfect in all of your ways. To
everything my heart desires is in you father is in you friend oh you are my answer you are my answer you are my answer jesus you are my answer you are my songs you're perfect in all your ways even when things are not going my way that doesn't mean God isn't still perfect and maybe the way that we think should be going isn't what God has called us to go in that direction even in your loneliest hurting time the way of God is still perfect he said let patience have his perfect work he's perfect in all of his ways and no matter what, as long as you're in his hands, no matter how things are going, it is still in the perfect way of God. Let his plan be finished. Let it be complete. Let it be established in you right now in the name of Jesus. I'm here only because you've said I was perfect for what you've called me to do, Lord Jesus. I am only here because, Lord, because of your perfection, you wanted to use me. And Lord, I just thank you that we all reestablish our feet upon the things of God. As David said in the Psalms, my feet had almost slipped. I was done. I couldn't get a foothold again. He said, but then God established my feet and showed me as slippery as things are, I'm still on solid ground because I still believe in God. I still believe in him. I don't care how slippery it is mentally, emotionally, physically, whatever, God has got an established foothold. And he's telling you right now, stay, stay with the course. Don't get off of this. Don't get off of this. I, I really, I got you, but you got to let me be good to you. If you're going to call me God to you, let me be good to you. Don't, don't, don't decorate me with your circumstances and say that God is not near me. God is always there. He'll never leave you or forsake you. Thank you, Jesus. And before we pray for one another, I want you guys to just stretch your hands this way. I want to lift up a little eighth grader I got to talk to and her 16-year-old sister, both suicidal. Man, I'm so glad I didn't quit this week. So glad. Father, we just lift up victory on the outside, Jesus. Even as she said, people think I have it all together. I'm a model, tall. What's in the inside of me is broken. Thank you, Mr. showing up today. I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't trust anyone. Father, I thank you for strengthening her as you did the night before I got there of helping her stop her sister from committing suicide. 
thank you weeks before that you helped stop her from committing suicide. But I come against this death spirit. I just pray the blood of Jesus over them. They didn't know a preacher was coming, a one that was ready to quit speaking. They didn't know one was coming that would know about the blood of Jesus on doorposts that causes death angels to pass over. But I pray over her and her sister that as I sit there talking with her one-on-one, -on -one, that the blood of Jesus is painted over their doorposts. And Lord God, no matter what type of death tries to show up, no matter what type of death angels tries to show up, it has to pass over. It can't stop with her. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. For I was ready to give up. I pray we don't give up. I know this is not the regular type of prayer, but I pray you don't know somebody's waiting on you. Somebody needs you. You're not just quitting because you're uncomfortable. The devil's trying to get you to quit because he don't want them to live. It's not about us. Father, thank you for changing how we see success. Thank you for changing how we think things should go our way and realize there's another way. Lives are at stake. Sometimes we think we're just doing this on our own. We think this is us. Deliver us from that. Deliver me from that. I thought it was just me. I thought I'd just show up. I almost didn't go. Lord, the even thought of being on my deathbed to see that girl's face. I said, Mister, I was waiting on you. I was waiting on you to come. Father, I pray, let the weak say I'm strong. Let the poor say I'm rich. I'll never quit. Never, never will I quit. I repent for even the thoughts. Never, not only will I not give up on those kids, that there are kids here. Our kids here, I think they're strong, that peer pressure bounces off of them. It will not be able to stick to them. Whereas our little girls are not gonna be intimidated and, and be judged or, or be cut down. They'll be able to hold their heads up and hold their hearts up and say, my God has got me. My God is God. My pastor can go and talk to other people. How much more? You can rest assured our youth is going to get the absolute very best. They're going to get everything, every ounce of us here. We're not letting you go. We're not going to let you go under. God has made you more than a conqueror. He's blessed you with all spiritual blessings in high places not low places. Lord, I thank you that no matter what their way feels like right now, no matter what their struggle, I thank you that they'll know the perfection of the Lord Jesus Christ more than the pretending of the social world that's around them. They'll know perfection more than pretenders. And Lord God, they'll be know that I'm a champion, I'm not contending for your likes. I'm not contending for you. I'm, I'm in the championship that God has rewarded me by his grace. I've got God's grace on my side. And it's goodness and his mercy, it follows me. I'm favored by God Almighty. I may not be your favorite, but I'm God's favored. And Lord, I thank you. And they're not just our kids as adults, Father, we quit running around trying to please people around us. Father, deliver us from trying to please ourselves, trying to make sure we feel good, make sure we feel right, make sure we feel led. No, we just need to know God's with us and walk by the Spirit of God. Walk by faith, not by sight. Quit looking for things to get right and still don't walk right. Walk right. Walk like you're right in the midst of what God has called you to do. Sing like there's a purpose. 
talk like there's a purpose. Lord, there's a plan. And Father God, I thank you that even person who may have rolled up in here thinking of dying in any way, shape, form, or fashion had already set up their grave emotionally and mentally. Lord, I thank you. I interrupt their funeral. I interrupt their time of mourning because it's joy. Psalms 30 and verse 5 said it's morning time. Joy comes in the morning. I know you weeped all night, but it's midnight and that's morning time. It's time to praise and celebrate God. You didn't die. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If it's just for me praying up here, I'll receive it. Lord, we thank you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I think if we all look back and wanted to find a moment where my faith brought me through that defines why we're standing here. And I, I know one is salvation, obviously, but there's going to be times where your faith needs to bring you through other moments. Uh, I want to make sure that as a church that we understand that easy doesn't necessarily mean godly, right? Just because it comes my way. And hard doesn't mean ungodly. Difficult doesn't necessarily defined as ungodly. So defining faith, uh, knowing your movement is greater than, your, than any moment. Your moment can't steal you away from your faith because there's a greater movement that your faith is about. The moments, it's either encourage you to stay moving or trying to get you to be discouraged about moving. And the minute that you stop, that's not based on your faith, that's based on your moment. And so we want to make sure that we keep those things in perspective. And so we're going to talk about one person, uh, and we may be talking about all the people in the Bible eventually, uh, but we're going to talk about Abraham and Abraham's relationship with God. But God gave, told Abraham he's going to have a baby when he was really, really old, him and his wife. And then he gave him a baby, and then God says, now let's define the miracle by your faith. Because sometimes when we get the miracle, we get the blessing, we quit using our faith. So Jesus said, okay, now that you've gotten a miracle, now let me, let me show you how to use your faith, all right? Here's how Jesus tells us how to use our faith. He says, and Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and, and laid it upon Isaac's son. I got something, and I got a, a I, I went and got something right outside that door. If you'll bring it and, and put it right there, Scott, I appreciate it. Y'all don't watch him, watch me, because uh, I'm, I'm up here, and I need it. I'm attention needy. Uh, it, <laughs> And laid it up on the eye, and they said, y'all going to watch Scotty again. Should I not even read now? Because y'all going to look right at Scotty, and it's, that's Stephanie's dude and, and Stephanie's man, and, and y'all still staring at him. And I ask y'all to look at me, and I have on a better suit. Don't stack them up right here, right on the second step right there. Just act like you're going to make a fire with it. What would be the best way you'd make those to act like you're going to make a fire? Because they're looking at you anyway, and I don't know how much attention you really like. But if you're going to make a fire out of those pieces of wood, that's, that's what you would do. That's... They stink, Scotty, I know. Don't, don't touch your pants. Smell your hands. I had to go wash mine when I brought them in. Not too bad? Okay, yeah, she's gonna give you some stuff to rub the dirt in with, so that's awesome. No water, just rub the dirt in. It's what, a, what a woman you have in Jesus. What a friend in Jesus you got there, my wife. Amen, amen, so we got some wood. So we'll, uh, anyway, let me read this verse. And, and so I thought it was cool that he took his son, and I didn't think it was cool, but it, it's what he did. And, he, and he, he laid it upon his son, which means he tied the wood to his back like a backpack. And he took the fire in his hand and, and a knife. And I don't know how you take, <laughs> take the fire in your hand. Everybody pay attention to that? He took the fire in his hand. So did they have lighters? I mean, well, huh? It's a little fire thing, right? Yeah, he took fire in his hand. He put wood on his son's back and took fire in his hand. Thought I'd throw that to y'all just for real quick. And a knife. And they went both to they, and they, they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham the father and said, My father, uh, and he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? <laughs> As a, as a typical kid would ask, we missing something. And, and Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together and they came to the place which God had, to, had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there 
and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. So the wood he once carried, he's now laying on it. Okay? He's, he's, on, that, he's on that wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and, and took his knife to slay his son. By, by the way, is anybody ready to move in faith that way just yet? Because I've been doing this for a while. There are times I don't necessarily want to slay my kid to death, but I do want him to know that death is near. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't want to kill you, but I want you to know you could die right now, you know, just based on how you do it. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, and he said, here am I. Same thing he said to his son. When his son said, Father, and he said, here am I, son. And, and then the angel said, Abraham, and then he goes, here am I. So the same thing is relationships, right? You're either going to be, if you're going to be here for God, you need to be here for others the same way you are there for God. If you say that you are a believer, other people need you to be a believer as well as the same way you are for God. Amen? Father, I just pray over this word. I thank you, Lord God, that contain me, slow me down, whatever you got to do to make sure I speak English and not gibberish this morning that, Father, the excitement of your word is, is, is uh, elevating my mouth to a rapid pace, but that I may be concise in my speaking. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. So, so again, once you get the miracle, that means that there's a def definition. Uh, once you get the calling, that means God's going to define it throughout the time that you're being after you've been called. Uh, and sometimes that defined doesn't look good. I like what Miss Rita was saying in, in, about the seed and the dirt, and you realize that we're all seeds, but we don't like going through the dirt. Right, But the only way we're ever going to grow is we're going to have to be put into some dirt. And we're going to have to be put into some things that are not that popular and not that fun and not that fulfilling and not that many people around us and not, not really that thing. It's called the dirt. But it's the whole thing is going to make us grow someday. And I, I was telling Justice because I had saw this illustration. I thought, you know, what it would be like if I set the church on fire. And so I mean, I'm glad little Chris isn't here because he's the fire department and I would get in trouble immediately. Um, but he's not here. So I was thinking, like, if I light this on fire, how many of y'all would stay? Of course, Justice says, we have a sprinkler system. Thank you, young, overeducated young man. All right, thank you. You, you are a blessing. Jesus, I'm just letting you know. Nobody's going to run from that. We got protection. And, and, and I wish that we would understand that, too. Don't be afraid of your fire. Right? Because it's, it's, it's in a place, right? Now, now, again, when we have a, I mean, if you have a fireplace at your place, you can actually put, light a fire in your house, right? You can, right? You don't want to light it in the living room, right? Because that's bad. Anytime your blaze is not contained, it'll burn up everything around you. But when God is contained, he had a fire contained in a covenant with Abraham. And his fire could burn for God. But anytime we take off the containment, it's going to burn the whole house down, right? And God didn't mean for it to burn the whole house down. He meant for it to burn for his will, burn for his purpose. We, we use this, we can use this in dating. If people don't put their flame in a marriage, it'll burn out of control. And you'll burn for other things other than godly things. Yeah, so, so it needs to be contained. So if I light a fire right here, right now, that's not good, right? I found out from my kids that I think my wife tells my kids what stuff she's going to buy next. They never even get to me. And she says, we need a fire pit in our backyard. I go, we live in Austin, Texas. The whole central Texas is a fire pit, right? Just leave the rocks outside and it'll heat up. But she was saying we need a fire pit. And I go, that makes sense because they don't want you burning fires just outside. You can't, I can't uh, use my flame in other areas. The minute I start using my flame on other things that are not according, according to God or turn it off, I'm going to burn up something that we need and need to keep us warm at another time. So I look at this, and Abraham had a call that was bigger than his body because, again, if his body was the only thing, God didn't have anything to work with because he was 100 years old when he had his kid. So he had a call that was bigger than his body, which means anything that's bigger than your body, it needs your faith. And your faith does not operate on your body. It doesn't operate whether you feel excited. It doesn't operate whether you feel energetic. Your faith is operating all the time regardless because it knows there are going to be days you don't feel that way. Right? Because it says here, come with me. But if you respond to the wrong fire, 
If you respond to the, if I would have responded to the fire of I'm not really making a difference and missed the fire of getting this person from death to life, that would have been the wrong fire. That's uncontained. And God needs us to walk in the containment of his will. So with the birth of his son and now the dedication to his God, now he knew that he could walk with God wholeheartedly. Because see, now I know that if I go ahead and tell you, God, I'm here, you can use me. Here, go ahead and birth a son in me. But I want you to know that no matter what you birth in me, no matter how big the miracle is, I'm going to always give it back to you. See, because part of the trusting part is giving it back to God. Giving the thing back to God that whatever he gave you, not consuming it upon for ourselves. But here you go, God, because I know you want to do something bigger. You wouldn't have done that great of a thing through me if you weren't going to do a greater thing with me. I need him to know that I'm willing to give it back. I need him to know that I'm willing to, to overcompensate with my giving. So it's a strong covenant. The covenant with you is still strong today. In fact, we got a greater covenant than Abraham. We have a covenant with Jesus. Right? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I got to contain. Sometimes when your anger starts to burn up, if you don't contain your anger, they, will make a, they have made a container for you. There are people in containers because they wouldn't be contained, right? There are people that lost it and they have not been able to get out of it. So Abraham also brought his family to the faith when he used his son. Don't leave your kids out of praying with you over situations. You don't have to pray the details, but let them be a part of the prayer time. Again, I still remember those, I mean, it really is borderline child abuse for my mom not to let us get a good night's sleep and dragged us out of bed, because my stepfather's six foot ten and he wasn't moving, and dragged us out of bed. Well, some man gonna pray with me. And the two of y'all together make one man. So here. And we couldn't be next to each other because we would have just messed with each other throughout the prayer. So she put us in between her because it wasn't the fact that she couldn't, it, it, the, what, the reason why she put us away from each other because she tired of beating us during the prayer. Because then she had to get back on track. So instead of praying for one hour, it was six hours. She had to stop and I told you not to hit him no more. And then we would cry and then she had to pray for healing. And then we have to go through that. So part of that. So she separated us so we could get through this prayer. And I thought, man, what a silly thing to do. But realized on my knees, I knew how to have a compassion for my parents' bills and quit asking for stuff that I knew we didn't have the money to have and be grateful. And maybe your kid don't know how to be grateful because they've never heard you pray for what you need. I know, and I got an orange. So, so one of the things that we want to look at is, is that the, the only way to keep from killing what God has called us to do is to stay in obedience to God's call from the beginning. The only way, now he, don't, if, now he takes Isaac to the altar, and that's good. A lot of times people come to the altar, but they quit listening to the altar call. And if you quit listening to the altar call, you'll kill what God called you to do. Amen. Amen. You'll take the knife because you're no longer listening. You're mad because now God wants you to take and give what he gave you. I ain't even listening no more. I'm just going to do it. That means uh, halfway obedience isn't always good obedience. Right? Now, 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 now Jira and I have the same kind of memory. It means if we don't do things right away, it's not going to happen. It must be done immediately. Okay? I test him all the time. Now, I have to write down what I test him on take out the trash, okay? So when I left Thursday, take out the trash because it's got to be delivered on Friday. There's one specific uh, thing of trash that he tends to forget because it's in the garage. He don't think it's that important. It is to me, only to me. His mother is okay, but it's important to me, and mainly because I ask. And because he didn't do it immediately, he didn't do it at all. How many of you guys? didn't get up and do something at once, and you never did it at all, right? Y'all the same kids. Y'all 16 years old. At 16 years old coming out. I said, man, why you didn't take out the trash? What, and, and here's his statement. This is, what, this is where he has a near-death experience all the time. What does it matter? And even now, I have to get a drink of water just to cool off from that. What does it matter? Because I told you to do it. Yeah, but what does it matter? It's just a garage. Now, I do not use profanity. I've not used profanity since 1991. A good record. He has pushed me 
closer than anybody in my entire life since then. To just start using words that I've got a good record of not using. Okay? He has. And like, and he'll know. I'll stand up and I'll stare. Interpret that any way you want to. Right? And so what I'm trying to tell him is, if you don't get up and obey me at once, you're not going to obey at all. Is that what you want to be? You want to be disobedient? I say, so the next time you ask me for shoes, I'm going to say, we'll go in a minute. And never go. You know what I mean? There's a way to do it without becoming violent. However, violent is that uncontained fire. This is where God has said, here, we got a teachable moment here. He likes shoes. He likes his cell phone. He loves it. He loves, he's, they're intimate with him. Uh, he, he's, he hugs them. He holds it. Watch, when Eric Charles House Day, Chris, every month, it's like, and I don't know what he's doing. And I tell him, if you keep jerking your phone down when I walk by, I'm going to jerk it from you. And I can take it to T-Mobile, and I can get whatever I want off of there, so you better make sure it's good. Here, I'm winning at a game. Here, you want to see it? Well, I don't care if I see it. Just quit moving it when I come by. Cool kid. I, I love him. He's my dude. I could beat him, and he'd get right in the car with me three minutes later, and we'd ride like nothing happened. I love his bounce back, right? And I, and I want you to have a bounce back, because there are times that God's going to put you in areas that are not comfortable and going to put you in things that are not popular, and you're going to go, what does it matter? This is because there's somebody there waiting on you. There's somebody there in that place for you. And I said, that trash needs you. That trash, that bag of trash wants you more than you want it. It's been, t- it's been in the same place. What if I made you sit in the same place all week? It wants you. You're wanted. He goes, Ugh. I said, that'll get it all week, buddy. That'll make you, I'll go and empty the neighbor's trash in our trash can to make sure you have trash to take out every hour. Don't play. Right? But I do want to tell you that there are times that you're going to have to fight through and not kill what God has called. In Abraham's case, it was to have a son and be the father of many nations. So if God said, you're going to be the father of many nations, and he says, here, go sacrifice what I'm going to make you the father of many nations with, do you really think God was going to kill it, or do you think God was trying to get him to a place to where you're going to need to believe not just to be the father, but you're going to need to believe to be an uncle because you, you've got a lot coming, and Lot was his relative, that he was going to need to be delivered. So if you don't know how to deliver your son, you won't know how to deliver your family. Right? Delivering your son means to offer him back to me. So the same is still true today. When a believer steps outside of the call, they sacrifice hearing the voice of God and end up killing what God strengthened them to give birth to in the beginning. I, I cannot imagine killing what, but I did. I had it. I, I mean, I was, I, was, I was driving done. Like, you know, maybe I'm letting our church down by doing, helping these other areas. Maybe so many people falling apart in the church because I'm helping so many other places. These are things that I was wrestling with. And I'm like, you know, maybe I just shouldn't be going. Maybe this is it. And as they begin to walk up to me, and then God, I said, God, I need, a, I, need, I need to help. I need you to contain me because right now I'm starting to feel like I'm letting people down. And that's the one thing we don't want to feel. We just don't want to let people down. I, I don't ever want to let people down. That's, that was the reason why I never got to break up with a girl. Uh, when I dated, they, they always broke up with me because I didn't want to let them down. They didn't have no trouble dropping me, but I didn't want to let them down. And there are some people I no longer talk to, and I don't even know how it happened. Just never said another word. I mean, that was it. We were great friends. Oh, in my mind, it was good. Right? You ever been good in your mind and everything else is wrong and everybody else's mind? And you're the only one thinking, like, this is great. And, you know, and I tell you about the one girl that sent me a letter, broke up with me over a letter. That was awesome. I saw her later on. She's a teacher. She came and heard me speak. She said, when did you grow up? Yeah. I, and really, again, I was like, now, let me explain something to y'all. If I ever do this, this doesn't mean I'm, I'm about to cuss. And, and I have to explain to people because this is just a regular normal face for me where I go from here to 
I'm really just biting my lip, or literally I'm biting my lip, but it's not to say something bad, but that's what happened. She said that to me after I just spoke to like, uh, uh, like 70 kids and I, I did like a two hour speech. She sat there. When did you grow up? And I thought of everything wrong with her. Right there. Everything that I could visually see wrong with her. And God says, if you do, I won't. I say, am I the only one who get these instructions? Am I the only one? I'm like Elijah. I'm the only one serving God. Remember that when Elijah was going to commit suicide? I'm the only one doing it. I got to be. Because I'm the only one to get rules that everybody else get to get away with. Did you hear what she said to me, God? And I grow up. And to keep from sinning up here on the pulpit, because I made it through that day without sinning, and I'm not going to blow it here as much as I want to. I'm going to let y'all, what's thinking, going through your head, what you would have said. And thank you. Just put them in the pile. We're going to burn them up. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, right? Uh, don't let a rough patch make you stop. God is a finisher. And just like furniture, he don't want to leave it rough. He wants to finish it. And so if you leave before God gets to finish, you, again, you've jumped into a place that is not comfortable, right? You've left, and it's undone. And now the next person that comes near your faith and comes near what you should have been doing, they're catching splinters from what should have been smoothed out. God would have smoothed you out, right? So again, now, now Michael, I'm going to tell on our, our women, our, our, our women folks, Marissa and Miss Rita, uh, scheduled a play date for me and Michael. We're grown men. They scheduled a playmate last women's meeting. Okay? Yeah, yeah, y'all didn't know it was coming back, but it is. And you can tell her. She told me, like, I need to behave up here, but she's not in here. Well, you know, so I just wanted to go to the women's meeting. So Mike, Mike, you go play with Pastor. Now, they didn't say it that way, but Michael and I, that's, we're going to take it our way. So Mike drops her off and comes to hang out, have a play date with Pastor, because our wives thought that'd be cool. Now. Mike, and I said, Mike, we're going to pick up food because when you're hanging out with me, I'm, I'm going to buy food. I'm not going to necessarily cook food. And so we had Chipotle. Am I going to get it? So Mike said, that brought it together. But Mike said something that we both were thinking. What are we going to do together? Like, and, and Mike just came out and said it. Like, I didn't know what I was going to do with you. And I thought the same thing. I didn't know what I was going to do with you, Mike. I mean, we, we just sit there. But, but, you know, we'd get together and we hung out. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. We, I mean, we hung out. We talked. We could, but we were laughing because our wife thought, y'all just go play, like, go to Jump Street. Again, the, the, it's been on the mic. Mike was encouraging me probably as much or more than I was encouraging him. Now, what we didn't know we need, apparently they knew. We needed each other on that Monday night. And there was no good games on TV, so we just had each other, right? That's it. We, we just got set up, set up for a play date. And marriage great. Marriage great. Here, y'all two play together. Your sandbox. Give me your credit card and your cash, and, and y'all play in the sand until we get back. But, but I thought it was cool that for what, what God has brought us here to do, this is part of the whole message. And, and two folks get it beyond us organizing it. God prepares a place for us. And we thought, we thought it was cool. I mean, we, we got to sit there, we got to talk, we got to fellowship, and we got to encourage each other, even beyond our ability to set it up. I think God arranges divine appointments, with or without our help. Because sometimes we don't know what we need until God uh, has us step into it. So I want us to make sure we understand that God is trying to complete something. But it's devastating to quit without God's finish, right? He says, I fought a good fight, I finished, right? Finished. I, I don't want to quit before he's finished. Because if I quit before he's finished, I'm just undone, right? I'm incomplete. So I, I don't want to quit. I don't need you to go to your job and quit before God's finished, no matter how horrible the people are. I don't want you to go to your marriage and quit before God's finished. By the way, which is death. I don't mean go kill somebody. What I mean is 
y'all stay together till somebody die unless something's wrong there majorly, okay? Uh, as they pulled me into this room with this little girl, the principal said, and she said this, and, and one thing that I'm really, really frustrated, and I don't believe all of them are like it, but I'm tired of drunk teachers. Okay, and now y'all are thinking alcohol, let me help you out, stop. I mean, drunk with not giving their best anymore. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> no, they ain't, they ain't showing up there drunk. But, <laughs> y'all are something else, man. Their days, you're so judgmental. But they're drunk with not giving their best. They're drunk with just giving out the paperwork and sitting down and don't care. So when I ask these four girls, girls, who do you talk to? Who do you trust? Nobody. Not at this school. I say, why would you trust me? You don't even know me. They go, but you stood in front of us. Most of them sit behind desks and never stand in front of us in a way that we can believe and trust. I'm glad you showed up so you could stand in front of us, because if you never stood in front of us, we couldn't stand up for ourselves. A lot of drama, okay? They call it senioritis, second semester. And there are some senior citizens that graduated years ago got the same item. They're not teaching with passion. They're not helping with passion. They don't care, and these kids are falling apart. Not ours. That's all I kept saying all the way home, not ours. Not ours, if I have to go into the school myself, not ours. They're not, they're not, they're not gonna do it. And I mean, it was, it was, it's a place where we have to step up and stand. So I was thinking, God, you know, what if we just light a fire? Like I always want something to burst in the flame. And I like, look, don't, do anybody here like staring at fire? Anybody, I love to stare at it, just. I don't wanna be in it, but I like, and I'll play with it and not go to sleep on time, just trying to get it to be bigger, as long as it stays contained that when it blazes too big. Now, I had a problem with fire as a kid. Almost that set my brother's apartment on fire, my older brother. And um, that was bad. But I figure if we had the same thing that like barbecue grills, what is it called? Huh? Lighter fluid. Yeah. Thought that would make one good patio fire. You know what I love is that y'all act like y'all never done anything bad. I mean, that's okay. Yeah, maybe you didn't play with fire. Maybe you did. I'm, I'm glad I play with fire because I know how to contain and stay in God's fire. I'm glad I like fire. I love the fact that God fires me up. Amen? But if I don't keep it contained and I get my fire somewhere else, I have a fire for my woman. nobody gonna go tell her that but if I go get that fire to some other woman that's burning out of control you know what you know honey our fire here is good but I want to go flame in other places you know what I mean and people do that with God the fire used to be strong here but I want to go burn somewhere else And Moses, right? Moses, okay, we won't get to Moses. But let's stay here with, let's stay here with Abraham. Because Abraham's a good guy, right? It, it says this about those things about us. So if I grind through the rough times and watch God shine in the end, right? So God wants to shine. The only way he can shine is that we have to grind through these rough times so he can smooth us out. There are some edges we want to be smoothed out. And, and, and aren't you, I, I pray that hopefully it helps you that I have moments where I want to give up too. Just because you have the moment that you want to, that doesn't define you. You can still keep going. Amen? Sometimes we get up here and, and people just like, you never want to quit. <laughs> That's not true. You, you always love people. That's not true. Let's move on. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 24 through 25. All people are like grass, bladed grass, bladed grass, lawns. Okay? so long as we know what grass we're talking about. And all their beauty is like a flower of the field. The grass dries up. Anybody ever felt dry before? And the flowers drop off. Anybody ever felt like you've been dropped off? Right? Because you're the grass and you're the flower. But the word of the Lord lasts forever. This word is the good news that was told to you. As Miss Stephanie was singing, he's a good, good father. 
the good, good news. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. James 1.17 says, where's my good going to come from? It better come from up. I look unto the heavens for where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord. I look into the hills. The hills contains my health, not my what's beside me and not what's going on around me. It's up where I need to look to get my health. If I'm not looking up, I'm going to look to get out. So when the flesh is all dried up from serving God, because there are days that, that you can leave here and you can do your best and feel like you aren't helping anybody. There are days that you're raising your kids and they can act like you've never taught them anything. You take them in public, take them to somewhere publicly, and they go, I need that. I, like you never bought them anything in their entire life, even though they're walking around in stuff that you didn't even get to have. Have you ever had your kid walk around in the stuff that you denied yourself from getting so they could have that very thing and they say they don't have anything? And all of a sudden you're just hoping that's the time that the shoe that ain't working that well bust out on them to give them a visual message. But all they know is that you love me and I know you're going to take care of me. And they want us to believe the same thing. So it says, when it's all dried up, faith seems to be withering away. The greatest thing we can do is turn back to the word, right? John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, and we're with God, the word was God. Turn back to God. Turn back to Jesus. So if I don't turn back to Jesus, I'm going to stay dried up, and I'm going to stay dropped off, and I'm going to dry up and drop off and drop out. I have no idea what they're doing in this room, but it's keeping me from staying in this room. Right? It's like, I want to open the door. Like, what y'all dropping in there? But again, if your fire is really going to grow and it's really going to warm people, it needs to be contained in the purpose of God. Right? It may help others. You may be electrifying around the wrong group, but electrifying and actually warming somebody's heart to get through their week, it's two different things. So I want to make sure that we can get through our week together. So align that with eternity. Our last one is Numbers chapter 23, verse 19 through 21. And probably one of our favorite, one of my favorite verses, probably the part of it is, is that, that God is not man that he should lie. No, the son of man that he should have to repent. If he said he's going to do something, he's going to do it. If I am blessed, I am blessed and I cannot reverse it. I cannot reverse it. I cannot reverse being blessed. I can't do it. He says he's going to make it good. He's going to make it right. Behold, I have received the commandment to be blessed. You've received it. You're blessed and you cannot reverse. And it says, I can't reverse it. It ain't that God has reversed it. Sometimes we think we can get in there and reverse. I'm here, but maybe it's not the blessed place. Right? I, I can't. I can't. He says, I cannot reverse it. Why would he say it that way? Why would he say, and God won't reverse it? Why would he say, I cannot reverse it? Because God is already established and God's not going to lie. But what happens with people is in the blessed place, because it don't look like the blessing they think it should look like, they reverse. And God says, no, man, stay with it. Stay with it. Stay with it. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. Reverse looks good sometimes. Levert, reverse. Reverse, reverse. I can't wait to tell my mom about that. Reverse <laughs> looks good because you know you can go back to something that you think you know. But just because you think you know it doesn't mean that it wanted you. And, and this, this, no, no doubt, this, this girl came up to me and I meant to share this with you guys earlier, but she was so angry. She goes, man, Mr. Tory, this, this little girl came to our school all the other kids picked on her, and I stood up for her. I did just like you said. I, I, I ate me a big dose of great as I am, and I didn't let anybody pull me down. And I left all of my friends to protect her. And now she don't even talk to us. She goes out and does drugs. She says, that makes me mad. Why would I help somebody that's not even going to help themselves? I, I'm like, girl, tell me more. Like, we almost had a little I feel you dog conversation. Like. I know exactly what you're talking about. Did you give her money? Yeah. Did you stay up all night talking? Yeah, I spent the night over there. Did some homework, and she won't even talk to me. I, girl, there are adults the same way. 
won't even talk to her. She was angry. And then I told her the message that we got from Judah Smith the first time we went to Atlanta. Margarita, remember that? We all went to Atlanta, and Judah Smith says, don't say you're going to be the bridge if you don't let people walk on you. Now you want to remove your planks of goodness when the next person who comes along really will respect it. And she looked at me like, y'all are looking at me like, what did you just say to me? And I, don't, I said, I don't mean step on you as abusing you. I mean step on you as a platform to whatever good you did for them, they're going to maybe have to walk on it as a step. They may not be able to receive it. She was angry. It was all I wanted to do. Like, what you do in your church? Like, that's where I wanted to go, but I didn't. When they brought me into the last room, and this is my last one about this, they put me in a room with uh, uh, Victorine. I keep, I always want to call her Dream Center, I, but that, that, that ain't her name. Her name is Victorine. Victorine, something, something. Victorine. That's what I'm going to stay with. And, and uh, Victorine's mother told her that the reason why her biological father, now I don't understand why a parent would do this. Why he left was he looked at her and he was disgusted when she was born and he left and never returned. I cannot figure it out. And, and like, like all that stuff y'all are doing, facial expressions, so you know I'm bad with it, God said you hold it together. Don't you, don't you act like what you want to act like. Why? Why did she even tell her? So the reason why she was going to kill herself uh, last week because her older sister said dad would be here if it wasn't for you. So now he's get that whole house to turn on each other, right? So she's taking that whole champion thing and she's gonna take it home, right? But, but what if the so-called man of God doesn't show up? What if he wanna quit because quit's right to him? I just remember that with Les Brown, with these people standing around my bed going, we was waiting on you. You were supposed to be at my school that day. But here you are trying to share God's glory with your flesh. And when God wants to use, your use his glory through your flesh, not for your flesh, you quit. Because sometimes we don't like to look at that side of the story because it's uncomfortable and it's not popular. But he says, I, I, I needed to use it to go through you but because you're quitting, you're glorying in your flesh. If you would have quit, obviously I did. But how much flesh has been glorying? And then when it really got emotional was my brothers that passed away that what adult was supposed to show up that day? Right? Where, where were they? I'd be dogged if I'm going to let it go down now that my kids are in the youth group. And now that our family members are in the group and the kids that we've watched grow up and the folks that we, and I'll preach here and stick one head in the closet, whatever we got to do. But we're going to let them receive. We're going to receive one another. My other good friend, the tears, Brad. Brad forced me to do more weight yesterday than I've been doing. Brad said something to me. He says, you do this all the time this amount and I was like he's right he added more weight now I didn't do I didn't lift it but he was right there with me and, and I and here's where the sermon comes in he asked me to do something that I hadn't done but he was going to be there to help me I'm asking you to do something you may not be doing but I'll be here to help you and just like my spotter was there we're going to be here for you with Christ but he did he challenged me he goes you do this all the time it looks, you know, whatever. Let's do something. Let's go a little further. Now, my chest did not thank him later, but at the time it gave me a great illustration to give to you now, right? So without his purpose and will being lived out, there's no way for, for that to happen, for, for the glory of God to shine. He will not allow flesh to glory in his presence, uh, 1 Corinthians 1.29, but he will use our flesh to show his glory. Uh, God put his endurance in each and every one of us. We got his endurance. So your roughest time is scheduling your defining faith. What are you going to use to define your faith? 
we got we got a Cedric faith moment, Chelsea faith moment. We got a all of our kids. We got a faith moment. Okay, but but God still got more definitions to give. All right, all right. So you can close your Bibles as Milton's coming up. I'm I'm going to read you this one last thing in Chasing the Lion. It says many people hit a dead end in their dream journey because they're waiting for God to go first. In my experience, signs follow. If you wait for God to part the Jordan River, you're going to be waiting the rest of your life. You have to step into the river and get your feet wet before God will part the river. Amen? We're going to step in. Let's get our feet wet. As your heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I don't know what you're having to step into. Maybe you have to step into your relationships because you're thinking the way it's going I don't want to give another step I don't want to give another inch but God, God can't part it and God can't bless it until you take that step of faith maybe you feel like you're being run over but as God said to the young lady through me if you're gonna be a bridge for this marriage and for this family sometimes you're gonna to have to let someone walk on you it's even hard to say. Father, I just pray for each and every person here. Lord, the faith that's defining moment. I don't, want to, I don't want this time to look back and say, well, this argument defined our divorce or defined me leaving ministry or defined me quitting. I want this thing to be able to look back and say, it defined when I used my faith the greatest level of my life. Father, this church, we define it right now. This is our defining moment, our turnaround anointing moment for the body of Christ, for this church body, for this house of power outreach. It was this day on February 19, 2017, three days when the pastor was about to quit on helping others. You defined us, God. You said that you'll take us further than we'd want to go, further than we could do on our own. You've shown us the Abraham spirit. and said, I called you what I called you because I knew that's what I wanted you to be. Don't try to be anyone else. Don't try to be like anything else. Just be you. For faith without works is dead. Lord, we just thank you this morning that we begin to pull in and receive it. We call all of those around us, loved ones, spouses, may not be where we think they should be, but Lord, because they're with us, we're right in the hands of God. And we thank you for it. As you are praying and your head is bowed, if you're in here and you said, I've never accepted Jesus, I, I, never, I don't know him. If that's you, I want you to raise your hands and we'll pray over you. Awesome. So we're in the house. Now, if you came like I did last week to almost quitting, giving up, and it doesn't matter what it is, said I was almost done I was I was done maybe you are still trying to fight through that so I just I just need prayer I just need prayer that's you I want you to raise your hand so we can pray over you thank you thank you thank you thank you father I thank you you saw the hands you saw the people Lord I just thank you that you begin as our hand went up you reached out you touched it you said you're right here you're right in that great place don't give up now. Don't give up now. Your life is waiting on you. You may not have a big crowd to speak to, but your life will stand over you at those times. Or in the end, it said dreams that said we came for you. Lord, I thank you for strengthening them and let them know that they have your endurance on them, that they don't move out of what you've called them to. You move them there for that specific reason. You put them there for that specific place. There are young men, there are young women that need them there in that place for their, for their defining moment, for their defining faith. And I thank you as you strengthen them, bring forth joy, and Lord God, they allow you to be their finisher. That they'll understand that he that begun a good work in them, he's able to complete it. Thank you, Jesus, for the completion. Thank you for the done work. And Lord God, no longer do I have to worry about do, 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 for God has already done, done, done. And I'm going to walk in what's done in me. 
Lord God, I just, I, just, I just receive it this morning by the presence of God. Thank you, Jesus, for calling me your own. As our worship song says, that's who I am. That's who I am, God, because you're who you are. Lord, I thank you for blessing us. I thank you for giving us champions. And we give you all the praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen.